0: Welcome back to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and today's episode is the second episode of the Microdosing Mushrooms for Mental Health series. That's a mouthful. Um, And today's episode is with my friend Chelsea, who has been doing a microdosing protocol for the last year. Or so, and we get really deep in this episode about depression, anxiety, panic attacks. We talk about shadow work. We talk about the powerful shifts that we've felt as we are going through our own microdosing journey. Um, we talk about how we're dosing ourselves. We talk about different protocols, um, how many days you know on and off we do of our of our microdosing we really get deep and in the nitty gritty. We're not just talking about, oh, mushrooms are so great. We're actually talking about the physical and the emotional and the the mental um, shifts that we physically feel and mentally feel in our bodies. Um, And we talk deeply about some reflections that we've noticed, some reframes. We talk about trauma and how we're healing that trauma. We talk about um, therapy and EMDR. We talk about a variety of different um, takeaways that we've noticed, especially after the first couple months of microdosing. Um, And we talk really just vulnerably about depression and what brought us to our microdosing journeys, what we're learning so far. About anger, about emotions, about how we are handling our anger and our triggers. We talk a lot about triggers and relationships and family trauma, and I share very openly and candidly about what I've been going through in my own, you know, life, um, just with a lot of, you know, shifts in my life, losing people, places, things, jobs, family, toxic family members, you name it. So um, yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode because it brings, It it's not just like you're listening to two scientists or experts talk about mushrooms, you're talking to two people who really are deep in the work of working with the medicine of psilocybin and I'll be sure to put all of the the brands and the discount codes in the show notes. The two brands that I recommend that I've been using is Vellum Health. Vellum Health is a Canadian company and they sell microdose um, psilocybin capsules and they also have different types of capsules that have different kinds of medicinal mushrooms in them like um reishi like lion's mane cordyceps ashwagandha and they have other adaptogens in there so that's an amazing company they are a canadian company so if you want to order from them but you are a united states customer you need to dm or email them uh sorry that was my cat (laughs) um you need to DM them or email them, and then they will process your your order via email. So all USA orders need to DM or email them. And when you do that, make sure that you, you mention the discount code VIBE because you will get a 10% off of your purchase. So Canadian customers can just order directly on the website and use discount code VIBE. But if you're a USA customer, you have to DM or email them, and they will process your order via email and mention the code VIBE. The other company that me and Chelsea have both used, and I, I, I still have been using daily, I have been rotating between Golden Euphorics and the vellum health, so goldeneuphorix.org is another amazing company that sells microdose psilocybin, and they have a variety of different strains and blends, and each blend will explain to you what kind of like the purpose and the dynamic of that blend does. So you can check out their website, uh, sorry, uh, goldeneuphorics.org, and they have a nice breakdown of each different strain and you can use the discount code vibe as well. You can just order directly from their website. It's a United States based company, so feel free to go to their website, order and check out with the discount code vibe. So, let's get right into this episode. I think you're really going to take away a lot. We we got super deep and jam-packed a lot of information, a lot of um a lot of like just therapeutic ways of talking through our issues. And I think you guys are really going to resonate with a lot of what we shared because everyone goes through depression, everyone goes through a traumatic event, everyone goes through anxiety, everyone goes through challenging experiences and relationships. And You know, if you've tried everything and you are really trying to rewire your brain, that is what we talk a lot about in this episode, rewiring the brain, neuroplasticity, and just how we can get out of those stuck patterns and cycles and really just reclaim who we want to be, how we want to act, how we want to feel, and how we want to live our lives. So... Enjoy this episode and let us know what you think. You can DM us. You know my Instagram. It's gabloveflow, and I'll be sure to put Chelsea's Instagram in the show notes. All right. Enjoy.
1: Hi, Chelsea.
2: Hi, Gab. How's it going?
0: (laughs)
1: Good. I'm really glad that we're doing this because me and you have been um, kind of going back and forth about our personal experiences with microdosing psilocybin. And um, we've gotten pretty deep in our in our DMs about just things that we've been experiencing and shifts and all these like epiphanies and aha moments. And it's like, ah, it's like I've, I've felt a really strong connection to you and everything that we've kind of been going through. So mm-hmm. I want in this series of the microdosing – Series on on here. I wanted to have a conversation with someone who also has been doing it, you know, and in it and feeling it and experiencing it day in day out. So, right. Um, why did you initially want to start doing microdosing mushrooms?
2: Um, so I, it's been almost a year. I started in February, like the end of February last year. And I just, I don't know. I was pretty depressed. I just kind of felt like everything was dull. Um, I had little focus. Um, Let me pull up my notes here because I wrote a lot of this down. Um, My actions weren't aligning like with my thoughts. I was procrastinating a lot. And something about the mushrooms, it was like calling me and it was like, I started doing a bunch of research into it and started getting really intrigued by it. And we kind of talked about this a little bit, how I was kind of, I was nervous and scared at first, um, just because you never know how these things are going to go. And I think fear of the unknown is a big thing. And that honestly, I've been working through that in general, just fear of the unknown. But to start, that was like a big deal, um, just being kind of scared.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was scared too. I was I was actually really scared. Um, yeah, because I have had a couple experiences on psychedelics. I had one near death experience where mm-hmm. I literally almost died at a music festival. So I was really mm-hmm. I haven't I hadn't done so any kind of psychedelics, any kind of tripping, whether it was microdose, large dose, um, since my early twenties, mm-hmm. and now I'm in my early thirties. So it's been well over a decade. Um, so you know what were you scared of? Like, what, like what were you afraid of and nervous about?
2: I I was nervous about well, kind of like you said. I've had some experiences too where it can get kind of scary and like kind of dark in a way. Um, and I was just kind of scared of that resurfacing. Um, but you know, with the larger doses, it's all amplified. So with the micro doses, it's it's more it's a lot more subtle and a lot easier to handle. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just – I'm trying to think what um, – let's see.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, so we're so me and you, we, we're, mm-hmm. we're used to those big kind of druggy experiences. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak from my own experience because, like, I was never doing it from a therapeutic standpoint right. ever.
2: Yeah, that's uh, kind of how doing- I started out too, where it was, like, more of, like, a partying kind of thing. Um, and you, I realized pretty quickly that it's not really, it's not meant for that. It's definitely more of like a, I mean, it, it can be used for that, I guess. And it it can be fun, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's more of a medicine.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Before, so before I came on here, I was kind of just like, I was kind of just brainstorming and thinking and this, like something came to me before we hopped on here and I was just like things hit differently when you're doing a microdosing protocol mm-hmm. and by that I maybe you can relate everything hits differently mm-hmm. it feels like like even like just the smallest things hit differently and I feel things on like a deeper but more calm level if that makes sense like things mm-hmm. are maybe amplified a little bit and intensified a little bit as far as experiences go like I went to a yoga class, um, a few yoga classes last week, and it was just amazing experiences. I DM'd you right away, and yeah. I was like, holy fucking shit. I just went to this class. The music was, was amazing. I felt it in my body. I, I was having fun. like Just all these awakening kind of experiences where when I was you know, sober, um, not doing microdosing at all, I would go to a yoga class, and I'd be like, oh, that class sucked.
2: Yeah, it's sort of like like a disconnection from the senses, like for me before, at least, like I wasn't as connected to my body. I was more so like, in my head a lot, and not in a good way, either, like in a like a beating myself up kind of way, Um, you know, getting in these negative thought loops um, I was reacting from a really horrible place. Like I was reacting from my past where, you know, right now I have a very stable life. Everything is like, you know, I'm so grateful for where I'm at right now, but I was still reacting from a place, you know, of trauma and, and little by little with the microdose, you know, it's only, it's been almost a year now and chipping away at that. Um, so that I can just, I can react, not react, just act <laughs> or like, you know, take a step yeah. back, take a breath. Right. And I'm not, you know, going crazy in the moment, you know, not ha- feeling, feeling like I have absolutely no control. And I feel like with the microdosing, it's, it's kind of put me back more in a space of control over my thoughts, um, emotions. and, and actions. Act- yeah, exactly.
1: So what would you be reacting to like on a daily basis like what were those triggers what were those experiences that were like setting you off or they could be little they could be big what kind of like what kind of traumas big t little t mm-hmm. um were you working with day in day out that were making you feel like you were so out of control right with your reactions a
2: lot of it for me was is in like relationships and you know a lot I, like my past relationships were pretty abusive And, you know, living with my partner now, it's totally the opposite of that. It's loving and it's caring. And I was, but I was still um, stuck in like, in that victim mentality, you know, Um, playing that role still when I wasn't in that role. I'm not in that role anymore. And just, you know, little things um, like for instance, my partner would be, you know, pointing something out, trying to help me and I would be taking it as an offense kind of thing. And it was like, it wasn't meant that way. I was just misinterpreting a lot of things due to my past situations. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense.
1: Yeah. 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 Because like, I am, I'm dude, I would take things to the extreme and like, I still do, Mm -hmm. but like like my, because I have ADHD, and I'm learning a lot about ADHD, and it's 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 a form of neurodivergence, which I didn't really know mm-hmm. that. Um, and something with ADHD is that OCD coincides with it, eating disorders coincide with it, mm-hmm. and the amplified, intensified emotions that we feel. And even if you don't have ADHD, with your with trauma that is also normal because things can trigger you day in day out and you're Mm -hmm. like, why, why am I feeling so activated? Why am I feeling so fucking angry? Why am I feeling so like, like I'm taking this little thing that like my mom or or her husband said, and I'm taking it to the, to the extreme where I'm huffing and puffing and Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have to like go for a two hour walk or I have to like fucking like do all this crazy shit to diffuse it and it's like is it really that big of a deal with what just happened right. and it and it feels like it's that big of a deal because it's linked to the trauma Mm-hmm. and it's like so if I could go back to the root of the trauma and and that's why we go to therapy and shit right mm-hmm. but like therapy only I can sit and talk about this shit all day long right I, like there's only so much I can, like, think my way out of and talk my way out of. And that's why I I enjoy things like EMDR and, you know, like, tactical practices and stuff like that. But what I've been realizing is that the mushrooms, like, are doing something on, like, a deeper level, like a cellular mm-hmm. level.
2: Yeah, like and, a subtle and, level, yeah.
1: And, like... Look, I haven't I haven't been at my mom and her husband's house yet while I've been doing this experience, so I don't know for sure how intensified my triggers are going to be once I'm back there. Mm-hmm. But I've been triggered the past couple months since I've been in LA, um, not as bad as I you know could be but I'm still I still have my eating disorder I still have my OCD and I still have my ADHD none of those things have gone away mm-hmm. so like I'm still really triggered on a daily basis the smallest things will trigger me I have sensory issues in my body I deal with like really big like emotional and um, like mood fluctuations and stuff so yeah that's something that I've realized that the mushrooms it almost feels like my internal, volume setting has just been turned down and like like something that would make me go ballistic like Mm -hmm. um something that somebody says or me dropping something or being clumsy like the anger outburst moments or just the moments where I'm just like I feel this surge of like energy in my body like of, it's just that's all I can really explain it as this the surge mm-hmm. of energy oh, I of, felt that yeah I feel you know? yep
2: I know exactly what you're talking about and it's <laughs> like
1: that has been toned down a little bit
2: and for me so like when I had those outbursts like a lot of the times before I would like after the outburst I would go on this like shame cycle and I would shame myself and I'd be like why am I like this like Um, I would just go in this loop of like beating myself up because of it. And that was like a whole nother section of that, I guess you could say. Um, But yeah, I feel like the inner narrative, I'm just like a lot more kind to myself now. Um, Can talk myself through it a little bit better. Um, It's like, like I'm talking, like we talked about inner child kind of a little bit in our DMs. But like, um, like talking to the child version of myself um, and and calming myself down the way I would want to be calmed down, you know, by a parent yeah. or something. It's like almost inner parenting, <laughs> reparenting.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's like, oh, okay. So like when something is happening, the maybe the psilocybin is working on like a deep brain cellular level so that we're able to take a moment of pause and like Cause I am so heady and like, I'm aware mm-hmm. of the things that trigger me and I'm aware that all of them are linked to trauma in mm-hmm. some way. Right. Like I'm like me and you listen to podcasts, we go to therapy, we know this shit, mm-hmm. but when you're in that reaction and that anger and that sadness and that like it takes you away from like the moment of what is actually happening because you forget that you're actually safe right now
2: right exactly and like
1: what the mushrooms have been doing for me i think is like helping it's it's helping me remember and reminding me in the moments where i'm like feeling really buzzing and and uncomfortable and unsafe it actually makes me step back and take a breather and say, okay, no, everything's fine. You're safe. You've you got. You're here. Mm-hmm. You're you're not like you're not where you were when you were ten when that happened. Like you know.
2: Yeah, it's like taking a step back from it all, um, and realizing that you have a choice. Like in that moment, um, you know, you can either uh, like you can feel it and realize it, and then and express it in a more conscious way. I feel like it connects us more to our senses like I'm, I'm I'm already pretty sensitive but I feel like it's deepened my senses in a way like that I'm way more present now than I ever have been in my whole life
0: <laughs> yeah and
2: it's still like every day like even though I've been doing this for a year now and I've taken a couple of breaks here and there but I still feel like it's still working on a subtle level um just being more present in everything and learning that I can bring intention into everything that I do. Um, okay,
1: so you say you've been doing it for a year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What, because um, I've, I know there's many different protocols. Like, mm-hmm. what did you start out doing? How did that change? And what yeah. are you doing now?
2: Yeah, so I started like I did a lot of research at first like you have been too. Um and I started with the um the, I think it's the Fadiman, Fadiman. I don't know how to say that, but that
1: James Fadiman. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: that one. So where I did one day on and then two days off and and like I kind of it was all an experiment honestly. And um and I really liked it. It was I mean, it was a nice way for the whole year to um, kind of get introduced to it in a different way. Like I, like I said, I've had a couple of macro doses here and there, but the micro doses just works on such a different level, I feel like. And through time, it solidifies everything. Um, and and I've been talking to you recently about how I, well, actually just this past week, I started a different protocol. I'm doing the Stamets method. Where it's- and they explain that. Yeah, so that one is um, 4 days on and then 3 days off. So okay. That I started that a week ago and And why?
1: So like yeah. cuz I, I cuz yeah, mm-hmm. like I'll go through like what I started at, what I and what I've changed, but why did you want to increase the days and stack the days on top of each other?
2: Yeah, if I'm being honest, it wasn't anything really psychological. It was more so I've ha- been having these terrible migraines. And, you know, a couple of people were like, you should try, you know, microdosing in a different way for, for your migraines. And I tried that and I think it's just, I'm just holding out a lot of tension in my body. So it didn't really relieve my migraines. Um, But it has done something like it's, um, it's been a lot different in the fact that it's like, you can sort of get more into that flow. It's a lot, it's kind of difficult to explain, but it builds, every day has been building off of each other. Whereas before it was like a day on and then two days to process it, it's like four full on days of like, um, doing the inner work. And then the next three days, which have been this week, I've been just kind of integrating that. And I honestly, and I took, today is my first day of the, the next four days. And I almost felt like today I was like, I don't even like, I don't feel like I really even need it. And like after those three days. Right. Because it just, it's been changing my perspectives even still, like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, even on the days that we don't microdose, Mm -hmm. those days, because I've I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and they say, those days, like, look, the medicine is still in your system. Right. And it's still doing things on a cellular level to your brain and to your, like, I can feel it right now having this conversation with you, Mm -hmm. like, like. Before we had we had hopped on here, I was just alone. I was just in this Airbnb. I was doing my own thing. I felt very mm-hmm. just sober,
0: <laughs> like yeah.
1: And now that I'm having this conversation with you, it feels like something is like lit up in my, me, my brain mm-hmm. almost like mm-hmm. like I'm in a flow state right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even though, well, yeah, I did take a microdose, but it was hours ago. Right, me too. And, um, but even on the days that I'm not microdosing. I still go for a walk and I'm like this is really enjoyable. It probably wouldn't be this enjoyable, you know, if I was not doing this protocol because I'd be in my depression OCD kind of kind of spirals. Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost makes me feel like on the days that I'm not microdosing, it does feel a little quieter. Like I don't even want to be on social media.
2: Mhm. And yeah. I'm just
1: like like I'm really it's not numbness, but it's almost like it's kind of a numbness, but it's kind of just like, whoa, like everything in me just feels, I don't want to like outreach or do anything like, like beyond my capacity. I just want to be in like this simple, simple day.
2: Mm-hmm. How,
1: how basic can I make this day? I have no desire to like make reels on Instagram or like check DMs or like scroll so that's, like, really a big success for me because, like, yeah. it makes me not want to, like, seek out something mm-hmm. outside of me. Right. And some, one other thing that I realized is that – because I used to be, like, binge-watching tarot videos on mm-hmm. YouTube.
2: Always looking for and, something, like, outside of us, outside of yeah. us. Like.
1: And, like, dude, like, that has lowered dramatically since I've been here – and cuz I was watching them so much at my mom's it's almost like I mm-hmm. was like addicted to it because I was like I need answers, I need support, mm-hmm. I need I need I need energy, I need to understand like like why I'm feeling this way and now you know 2 months in to this protocol I've started to realize that some of the tarot readers that I was like so obsessed with, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm like, I don't want to watch that. I know.
2: <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> no, I've been like honestly looking forward to like the little bits of boredom and stuff. It's like, it's, it's a different perspective of the mundane and sort of seeing life like, you know, like kids do like kids. It's like, it's never really a dull moment for a kids. It's always a new experience. It's always a new, um, like sort yeah. of like the colorful I don't know it's like a colorful joy and in, in everything it's like going to the grocery store for the first time just experiencing things like it's the first time you've ever experienced them almost again and I, I was looking into like you know like you were saying it really does something to the brain and I think what it does is um, it's I think it's called neuroplasticity Mm -hmm. And I wrote down a little definition. It's the brain's capacity to continue growing and evolving in response to life and experiences. Oh my Um, God, I love
1: that. Can you say that again? Yeah.
2: So neuroplasticity is the brain's capacity to continue growing and evolving in response to life experiences. So plasticity is the capacity to be shaped, molded, or altered. And neuroplasticity then is the ability for the brain to adapt or change over time By creating new neurons and building new networks Mm -hmm. and like you said you felt this sort of like you know like um when we were talking right now in a flow state and like something's lit up in you and you know i think that's like the mycelial web underneath the mushrooms everything's connected the mycelial web connects the trees you know the forest everything underneath us um And I think it does that on on that level, on a physical level, but then I think it also translates to when we're on, like, these – you know, not on these substances, I don't know what you would call that, but, like, when we're in this state of flow. Yes. I feel like it's reflected. It's just, like, a reflection of that in a different way, um, in a sort of connection, if that makes sense.
1: So, yeah, dude. (laughs) Like, um, because I've been so – chained and
2: like
1: like strangled that's with crazy like my mental health stuff I
2: Why? I did a couple like I just pulled a couple tarot cards before this mm-hmm. and I got the the five of or sorry the the eight of swords which is like oh my the God. woman like you know tied up Yeah. And I looked it up because I was like, you know, let me just pull a couple of cards to see. And the the meaning of that is negative thoughts, self-imposed restriction, imprisonment, victim mentality. And that's kind of what I was talking about before. Like I was really in that mindset, like before I started getting, you know, a year ago. And And that's
1: the mindset that like I've been kind of trapped in and stuck in Mm -hmm. because like living at my mom's and with her husband and like just that environment, like it really set me back into my restriction, my inability to function, Mm -hmm. to handle my emotions, to handle my thoughts.
0: Real quick before I get deeper into this episode, I want to talk to you guys about my sponsor for this podcast, BetterHelp. You guys know how much I love therapy. I have been in therapy for several years, but I've been using BetterHelp for about three years, and I love my therapist. She's amazing. Uh, so I'm very happy that BetterHelp has you know sponsored this podcast. And out of all of my sponsors, I gotta be real. BetterHelp is my favorite because I actually use them every day every week um i have a great relationship with just the experience and you know my therapist has helped me through so much the last couple years and better help is very very easy you don't have to do it um you don't have to do it you know you don't have to go to a, a freaking office you don't have to take a drive you don't have to take an uber or a lyft You can just do it from the privacy of your own home or wherever you're traveling. You can do it video, you can do um, just an audio call if you're not comfortable doing video or you can do the messaging. And you can also message your therapist whenever you need to. There's also a journal feature, which I love because journaling and typing all of that stuff out of your head is so helpful. Um, So join over two million people who are using BetterHelp. That is crazy, two million people. Um, it has helped me so much just having someone on your side and having that outside perspective who is not going to judge you. Um, they're not going to hold anything over your head. They don't know um, any anything, any secrets that you tell them. They're not going to ever hold that against you. And that's what I love about my therapist. I could tell her the worst things I've ever done and she's not going to... To judge me, um, she's been very helpful with everything that I've gone through with, you know, the relationship with my mom and healing and and everything like that. And she does EMDR. So you can find a therapist who matches your personal needs, whether it's addiction, uh, substance abuse, trauma, eating disorders, relationship issues. You can find the perfect therapist, and you can change the therapist as many times as you need. Uh, no charge, and it's super easy to, to navigate the app. So all you're going to do is go to betterhelp.com slash vibe for a discount, and that will get you a nice discount on your first month of therapy. That's hel slash vibe. That's hel slash vibe for a 10% off discount, your first month of online counseling. And I hope you do it, because we all we all really need support. And if you haven't tried therapy yet, this is going to help you so much. Betterhelp.com slash vibe.
1: And like my OCD stuff just the volume just turned up all the way. And I that manifested in like me like trying to diffuse my pain and my suffering into, like, these behaviors and these thought patterns. And, like, it was just, like, a whirlwind of, like, keeping me stuck. Um mm-hmm. And, like, what I realized, I think the first moment that I realized, whoa, something is, um I think, working with, like, the mushrooms. Because I was just doing it just because I had them. And I didn't really think anything was going to happen, to mm-hmm. be honest. Really? I was scared. I was worried and scared to go into it because I didn't want to have a bad experience. Yep. But I didn't think anything good was gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> like that's how like that's how fucking like skewed my brain is because mm-hmm. it's always thinking about the negative. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think, oh wow, like what beauty could happen? Like oh my god, what healing could happen? I was mm-hmm. just like so afraid that something bad would happen. Yeah. Um. But the moment that I realized something was happening was I was in the kitchen here, and something that usually would have made me like outburst and scream or like like scream out fuck or like a profanity or something yeah. like because I do that shit like mm-hmm. I'm alone most of the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: um I didn't do that I didn't scream I I didn't feel anything bubble up in my body and I was like what the fuck just happened yeah. like I almost felt like physically distanced from what just happened in front of me like i was still in my body Mm -hmm. but i was i was almost like standing behind me a little bit Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and like i was like oh my god like i feel more at ease like a little bit more at ease and like what you were saying earlier which i'd love to talk more about Mm -hmm. you said um that you're more you feel safer with yourself. And I think I DM'd you about this is that I'm starting to feel more safe with myself and more like a companion to myself. And mm-hmm. I'm living with myself rather than like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm living, I'm forced to live with myself, you right, know? Right.
2: right. <laughs> no, I know what you mean by that. Um, I had a thought just left me. <laughs> oh yeah. Letting go of fear. Also oh, trusting in ourselves. Yes. So, um, um even just it almost
1: in, feels more pleasant it, it right. feels more pleasant to to live with myself if that's what that's right. what I'm trying to say yeah
2: yeah it's like a, a journey of self-love in a sense and I I talked I talk to you about EMDR a little bit because I did a little bit of that um before I did any of the mushroom stuff but um in terms of EMDR you know I realize and I'm still realizing this that I've always had my back it kind of And with mushrooms, like you were saying, you kind of take, like you said, you're almost out of your body, but it sort of brings us more into this observer state and not a judgmental state. You know, it's more like we're, I'm just observing things Mm -hmm. and I don't have to react if something, I don't have to give my energy to something if it's like, you know, going to send me down that spiral. And it's like, I don't have to do that to myself.
1: (laughs) what's like a situation that you can like, let's get granular. Cause Mm -hmm. I want people to like, I want people to like, cause we're not doctors. We're not therapists. We're literally just talking about our experience. And Mm -hmm. if somebody's like thinking like, okay, well, how is this going to like reflect into my life? Like let's get fucking granular. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's get really detailed.
2: Right. So just in terms of trusting ourselves, like even with this whole like mushroom thing, like, um, it's all been an experiment and, and I there had, like midway through it, I was like, I, I knew that I needed to just take a break. I was like, I need to just give my, my body and my mind a break. No one told me to do it. No one, I didn't read it anywhere. to say, this is what you need to do. It's more so creating a connection with yourself and, you know, like doing your own research around things and just, you know, trusting your intuition more, um, if that makes sense, um, mm-hmm. developing a connection with yourself this way and the inner journey will reflect outward. Um, everything, will, everything just feels more stable.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like, so even if like life isn't stable,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which like my life's not stable. Exactly, um, my cat almost died a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's alive, but he might get sick again. I don't know where I'm going to be living um so it's it's kind of like I'm able to like cultivate calm in the chaos a little bit better um yeah it's like, like
2: acceptance well for yeah. me for me at least it's been acceptance and you know the path of least resistance like for me a lot of the times I was just resisting everything like I didn't want it to be this way I didn't want it to be that way um just the path of least resistance now has been showing itself more and more and when I realize if like like, I, like, I've realized now I can fight a situation or I can just accept it and go with the flow of it and do what I can. And that's all I can do. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas before it's like, I was fighting everything. Like, I didn't want to like, you know, like that, And I was, procre- I was procrastinating so much because of it. Like, it's just put me more into a state of gratitude for things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And like this, yeah, like hope- things like that, like things that come to shake us up like, you know, with your cat, and, like, my cat passed away, too, like, or my cat passed away last year, like, I was telling you, I was kind of talking to you about that, and, you know, it just kind of helped me accept everything, and, you know, kind of see everything in a different way, and realize, you know, like, in those tough times, like, there's, there's usually a bigger picture to it all, like, and I, like, now I tell myself, like, this is happening for me, what can I learn from this, how can I grow from this, Mm -hmm. Um, instead of dwelling in that state of, like, like depression and sadness which i think is definitely okay to feel i think it's definitely good to feel those things um because we have you know we have to feel those things to be human we're human (laughs) yeah but it's like you feel it and you don't have to hold on to it before i was oh like if i was in a depressed state it was really hard for me to get out of that whereas now it's just like i can move through it in a more fluid way
1: you can get yourself out of the 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 hole a little bit easier yeah like Yeah. I feel that too. And I, what were you, what you were just saying is like, so you can, before that you were saying Mm -hmm. like, you can, um, you're not going to let the depression kind of like, like take you away so deep. Um, and the, and the reacting to the things, like you have more capacity almost like to like, deal with the trigger or whatever that's in front of you and then, like, move forward. <laughs> like, yeah. instead of getting like, sticky and stuck in it. And that right there, right that's what I'm hoping to experience when I go back to my mom's next week. Mm-hmm. Um, because the whole point of me doing this yeah, was, like – the whole reason I didn't do the the microdosing stuff at her house mm-hmm. was because I was afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was I felt so unsafe in that environment. And it's like there's traumatic wounds that are happening in that dynamic that will never go away. Ever, 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 mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. They're never going to be healed unless I heal myself. Yep. because them, my mom and her husband, I don't even call him my stepdad. He's because mm-hmm. he's nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they're never going to to man up. They're never gonna be able to have that conversation. They're never gonna see the way that you know me and my sister see things
2: mm-hmm.
1: because they're lost in in it in the toxicity. Mm-hmm. And so I can't force myself. To, I can't force them to see things how I am anymore because I've wasted so much time and energy that it only took me further deep into my mental illness. And so the whole process and the whole point of me doing this for people to understand is like, I want to feel disconnected from that in a healthy way because I've done so much work in therapy and EMDR and talk therapy and trauma therapy and I'm a yoga teacher and Mm -hmm. whatever I have all these tools you know right but at the end of the day I needed something else because on a brain level none of that shit was actually helping and like for some reason I just kept thinking Okay, well, I have this mushroom chocolate that my friend gifted to me in the summer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is this has come into my life for a reason, yep. you know. Yep. So I might as well fucking do it mm-hmm. and just see what happens. What's the worst that could happen? I'm not gonna end up in the ER from a microdose, right? You know, like I had to like talk myself through that. Like, what is the worst that could happen? And like, I waited to come out here where I have my own Airbnb. I have no like responsibilities. I don't have to take care of my cat. I don't have to do anything except for take care of myself um, and grocery shop and clean and work from my phone. And I'm I'm grateful that I can work from my phone and make money. I'm not making that much money right now because I've kind of just been on a break Mm -hmm. doing this microdose experience. But like, I feel like I needed this was what I needed. Some people can do them and I'm going to do the microdosing stuff still even when I go back to teaching yoga, even when I go back to being around more people mm-hmm. and when I'm at my mom's, I'm going to do the I'm going to continue it. But I think just to like feel safe enough to get into the whole med- medicinal way of life, I had to just be alone. Yeah. And like um and for me to be alone meant like all of the noise from from the toxicity that I was living in was completely gone, and it was just me and my mind and my body.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think that's important too when it comes to, I mean, any psychedelics in general, just like set and setting, and knowing knowing yourself to the point where like you knew you needed to go somewhere else, you knew you couldn't do it there, you knew it wouldn't be healthy or pro- you know maybe even safe, you know, mm-hmm. and trusting yourself enough to go and you know get in a better setting to to heal.
1: Um. Yeah,
2: but um. like,
1: for me, I um. Well, first, I, I want to hear more about like some experiences that you knew. Okay, this is working because I kind of mm-hmm. just went through like I I feel like I just went down a rabbit hole and I just like I just I don't know I feel like I am in a flow <laughs> state right now like which yeah. feels crazy. Yeah. I wanna hear about like some aha moments that you've had because that's kind of what's gonna make people realize like, look, look we were so deep in our like mental illness. Like mm-hmm. I want you to explain a little about where you were at, like in the mm-hmm. darkness and then a couple of moments like where you were like, Holy shit, okay, something's changing.
2: Right. Um, so yeah, I was I was totally like stuck Like, I did a lot of work before I even did any of the mushroom stuff. I did a lot of, like, work to try, you know, meditation, yoga, all these things to, you know, get more mindful of my thoughts. Um, You know, it's been a long journey. You know, I, back, you know, years and years ago, I used to hate myself. I used to absolutely, you know, cringe at everything about myself. And then I kind of started going down the self-love journey um, to, you know, realize take a look at my own thoughts take a step back and look at my thoughts and I realize like holy shit my thoughts are so bad like I'm just always worrying I'm always um you know think like you said before like what what can go wrong and
1: catastrophizing
2: yeah yeah like every little thing like and I realize you know I put all the pieces together and realize like holy shit I'm like really attracting all this negative stuff into my life like I'm like just anything car stuff, health stuff, you know, back then I was in a really toxic relationship, um, just constantly looking for things that are wrong, looking for things that are bad. And once I took a step back, I started meditating and all that. I was like, this is like, a lot of this is all in my head. Like, I'm like, these, these are my thoughts and I'm projecting them, you know, it's all manifesting in front of me. And a lot of it is stemming from inside of me, my thoughts Um, so over the years I did a lot of work through that. I, um, little by little, like kept meditating, you know, became a lot more mindful with my thoughts. Um, I would try, like, if I know I would, I would notice myself, like if I was thinking something negative or like looking for the lack in things, um, I would then focus on my breath and, and say like, this isn't like, I don't have to believe this. This doesn't have to be my truth. And I can change it to um, something better, something more abundant, you know, something that is just more healthy. Um, so I did a lot of work on my own that way before any, like, psychedelics or anything. And But, you know, like, it's I kept falling back. Like, I would be on the wagon for a while and, like, be doing, like, you know, quote-unquote good or, like, <laughs> um, you know, looking for good things and then I would I would catch myself after a few months and being like oh my god I'm back in that negative loop again and it was like an ongoing thing like I kept going like for the over the years like little by little I get better but there was still something that I was like I need there's something deeper that I need to work through because these patterns they keep showing up and I keep like falling off the wagon so to speak if that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. like you get like a a week of like okay I feel like a positive energy Mm -hmm. and then it's just gone
2: yeah it's like we I forget like I it's like honestly like I just forgot it's hard it wasn't yeah it wasn't engraved in me yet you can Mm -hmm. and I felt like you know I can only I could only do so much and um so yeah that's kind of where I was like um, you know, a little, like you said, they just kind of came into your life. Like, I feel like I just kept seeing more and more things pop up about it. Like, he, like hearing more articles, more podcasts about microdosing. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, you know what, why don't I give this a shot? Like you said, I kind of had some mushrooms laying around and I was like, like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna try it. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Um, kind of thing.
1: <laughs> right, right. Like, and so, do you mind sharing like I don't know like if you have mm-hmm. any diagnoses or whatever like I'm I fucking oh, I yeah. think I feel like I share too much on my podcast <laughs> I'm like yeah I have I have OCD I have an eating disorder I have ADHD I'm like what mm-hmm. what mental health issues were you really trying to tackle
2: Definitely depression um and I don't I haven't ever been diagnosed with ADHD or ADD but I do feel like I have some of those tendencies where my mind what is like is really it was really scattered and like even just little things like
1: overwhelming
2: yeah I would like be doing in the middle of doing something and then you know another thought pops up and it's a thought it's like oh I have to go do something else like I would like leave cabinets open like just not attentive to things um at all really (laughs) um just like really scatterbrained and not focused um nothing like, yeah, like I said, I haven't really been diagnosed, but just overall depression and, you know, just but your
1: depression is linked to trauma.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, it, yeah, it, definitely. And I, I'm still even now, like a year later, I'm still working through things that are deep seated in me, like I, like I've been experiencing a lot of this physical tension in my head I'm the beginning, these migraines, and I'm realizing like, there's still a lot of trauma that I haven't even like dug into yet, you know? It's like layers, layers and layers to everything. Um, But like little by little, it's like chipping away and creating these new pathways in my brain and realizing these stories don't have to be true that I tell myself, like I can change the story. (laughs) And it's like getting this power back that I never knew I even had (laughs) before
1: what is one of the stories that your depression or your trauma, like, tells you that you've been feeling like you're rewiring?
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Let me think about this for a second. So, what is I've been rewiring? Um, Sorry, could you say that one more time?
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, Because, I mean, sorry to put you on the spot. No, no, it's okay. (laughs) Um, So, like, what is one of the stories? Because, like, Mm -hmm. so for me, for example, one of the stories that my mental illness tells me is that Mm -hmm. I'm I'm super fucked up. And the way that I am with food and, like, the way that I am, like, with how much I judge my body, like, no one's going to ever want to be with me. Like, Mm -hmm. that's one of the stories that I'm – that I'm working through.
2: Right. Um, so a story that I would tell myself before, um, like, I, I guess, I don't know if I'll call it a story, but it's more like, it's never going to be perfect. Like I'm, it's never going to be like, I I guess I was always striving for perfectionism. Mm -hmm. So to the point where it's like, I wouldn't do anything because what's the point if it's not going to be perfect. um,
1: like you're never gonna be good enough.
2: Yeah, ex- yeah. There you go. Exactly. I'm never gonna be good enough. Um, it's never gonna be enough. Um, so what's the point of even doing it at all? Kind of thing. Um. So now, and how
1: has yeah. how has that like? Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. So now it's like, it, like it is. It's still. It's never gonna be perfect. But it's never gonna be right. perfect. But it's a different perspective of it. It's like it's like almost a, a good thing. Like, I, I don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's an acceptance of that. Um, it's like a relief. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't have to be so serious. Like, like, I, I just took everything so seriously. And it was like, I wasn't having any fun anymore. And it's like, mm-hmm. now I'm realizing everything can be fun, even the things that I don't necessarily want to do. Like, even little things before, like, oh, I was like, oh, I don't want to do the dishes. And it's just like, oh, I don't want to do this. And and just developing a different relationship now with, with everything, every little thing. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah.
1: Like, things don't feel as mucky.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, okay, so if I have to do, like, a mundane thing, like, here there's no – I don't have my own laundry. It's like I have to mm-hmm. go down – creepy dark room that's you know it's like not a fun experience at all Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so like the way that I get myself through that is like okay what can I do to like make it more fun and like right (laughs) like actually like found a way to like make something like not fun at all like more enjoyable or like even like I've told you like just going for a walk I've been walking around the same fucking neighborhood every time I go for a walk which is every day Mm
2: -hmm. and I,
1: I walk the same streets but every day it feels pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. Does, it hasn't gotten like crazy boring yet.
2: Yeah, it's like we have the, the choice in how we experience things. I mean, that and that comes to, down to intention, too. It's like, what are my intentions behind all my actions? Whereas before it was like I was just doing things just to get through it, like, you know, looking for the end result. I wasn't enjoying the process. I wasn't like, you know... And I think that comes back to being present, too. I I wasn't present with anything I was doing. I wasn't really putting intention behind things. So nothing was nothing felt special anymore. Nothing felt like, you know, I was just like I was getting through the day. Yeah, literally.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Like when I was living at my mom's, it was literally just me at war during the day just to get through the day, just to get to the moment at night where my mom's husband would go to bed because that's Mm -hmm. the only moment of the entire day and night that i felt safe and secure and Mm -hmm. distanced and i didn't have to resort to like all of my crazy coping mechanisms and behaviors and ocd stuff and so it's almost like and i felt that sigh of relief every time every night when I got that time to myself and I was like, okay, now I feel like I can breathe. Right. Well, how can I, I, I want to feel that regardless of what the fuck is happening. Yeah, around exactly.
2: Me. It's like, we can't control what's going on around us. Um, but we can, re- we can control how we, re- how we react. <laughs> Um, but before I didn't know that I was like, I didn't think I could control how I reacted. Like, I just felt like I was responding like from like flight or fight or flight to everything. And I didn't have any control over anything.
1: (laughs) Hold on. So you just said fight or flight and Mm -hmm. I'm glad you did because Mm -hmm. when you were talking before I pulled up hypervigilance because that's basically what fight or flight is. Mm -hmm. And I've been, um, I've been doing a lot of reflecting on like how, like, It almost feels like my personality, like my ingrained self, like I'm just a hypervigilant person because of all of the trauma that I've gone through with moving. Like that's, that's a big, my trauma is like being homeless all the times that I've moved, all the times that I've gotten like the rug kind of like swept up from underneath me. Mm
2: -hmm. And then Um, you kind of like expect that to keep happening. It's like, oh, it's just going to keep happening because this is what's always happened.
1: (laughs) And that, what you just said, mm-hmm. is the story that I've been working on the most with my mm-hmm. therapist, my EMDR therapist. Shout out to her. She's my better help therapist. Everyone, you know how much I love better help. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the main story right there is that, mm-hmm. oh, like if things go right, that's only for a moment. Mm-hmm. Like things are going to get super fucked up real quick. So, you better not get used to this because the rug's going to get swept up from underneath you. Like, just you wait. Yep.
2: It's like those, like you said, the stories that we tell ourselves. And that, that, yeah, it's like whatever we think, like when we're thinking those kind of things, I feel like it's reflected into reality. And that's kind of what we see in a way. And working through that, it's like it doesn't have to be that way.
1: Mm -mm. But it's so ingrained because how are you supposed to know? How are you supposed to change and mold the way that you think? When the experiences you've been through have told you otherwise and you have all this proof of things going wrong. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's where, like, the mushrooms come in because I feel like it forces your brain to do that neuroplasticity. um, Right. Shape shifting, like yep, to to be able to see things in a different way, regardless of how fucked up your life has
2: been. Yeah, it's like literally creating new paths in your brain, and that that manifests physically. Like it's like, oh, I can see these different paths now in my life. Like I could go down this path of like you know thinking that it's gonna be bad again, and thinking that it's gonna you know nothing's gonna work out for me, or mm-hmm. or but th- now I see another path. It's like I see this other path I could take and wow look at that like I could I could change all of this you know and that that's what it's been it's been changing all of it and like it hasn't been an overnight thing like it's still a process it's still healing and it's still it's it's still like it's not easy but it's like
1: yeah Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you can't even like articulate it into words. Like Mm -hmm. me and you are articulating it right now because we're flowing off of each other. Yeah. But there's been days where I feel like, okay, there's something happening in my brain and I feel like I'm not so entrenched in the way that things have have turned out for me. Like, yes, I have all of this proof that that things have not that these circumstances, they were not good. But Mm -hmm. also there's, there's a feeling in my mind and in my body that things are going to get better. Mm-hmm. And, like, I haven't been able to feel that because I had been so stuck in the muck of, of like, the negativity and the hypervigilance that it's almost like the substance of the psilocybin has kind of, like, intervened, like, forcefully, yeah. but, like, but, like, gently. <laughs>
2: right. No, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, Like, to the point where I'm like, okay, so, like, okay, so there is something else.
2: There's something else. It's a tool. Like, anything, you know, like, any of these things, it's still a tool. And there's still a user behind the tool. Like, we still have to put in the work and we still have to, like, you know, do the inner work and, like, make sure, you know, for me, it's been more, it's been helping me um, get my actions more aligned with my thoughts and how I want, you know, things to manifest, um more clear yeah exactly way more clear it's like okay I had this um you know it's like the sky is always blue but some you know the clouds and the storms come through and we can't see it and it's a reminder it you know it's like it's a reminder that the sky is still blue underneath all of that like it's still there's still a blue sky
1: (laughs) right yeah. yeah, yeah, And like, so like for people who are listening to us, like <laughs> some people might be like, what the fuck? Okay. That's like the most cliche thing, but like, okay, yeah. hear me out. When I said earlier that things hit differently, like words, the most basic term or the most basic phrase or the most basic thing hits differently. Like I feel it differently. Like mm-hmm. Something that someone's always told me forever. Um, You know, like if my therapist says, is that how it really is? Or are you just seeing it that way because you're you?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Like, I'm like, my mind is like fucking blown because I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Because I've been stuck in my head.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I like have been so trapped in this that I'm not seeing things clearly because we can't go and hop from brain to brain. And I think like what the microdosing has given me is just like a taste of what it can feel like to not be so like in the trenches of my own brain.
2: Right. And almost like amplifies things to a point where it's like you have to face it and get through mm-hmm. it. And even especially in like, you know, macro doses and stuff like that for me, if I when I have used it in more of like a an internal setting it's like it amplifies these like um patterns to a point where you have no like it's it's hard to get through but like you have to get through it and once you do it's like a whole new world in a way
1: and you're so it's almost like you're hyper aware Mm
2: -hmm. so
1: like There's this other woman who um, I met through, like, eating disorder recovery groups, and she's older than us. She's, I think, in her early 60s, and she's doing this as well. Mm -hmm. So she's had a lot more years of pain and being stuck, right? Yeah. And she's feeling it, too. She's feeling these waves of being able to feel pleasure and joy and, um, like, just being okay with herself and, like, being able to experience like happiness you know Mm -hmm. and she's she's been so deep in the trenches of like hating herself for Mm -hmm. so many years Mm -hmm. i want to get her on the podcast because she would she would say all of these things yeah um her name is marla and i I really want to get her on and like that'd be great um if she's feeling it you know like after like maybe 40 years or more probably 50 years because she said it started for her when she was like eight Mm -hmm. um like holy shit like it is possible it just like when it comes down my thing is like when it comes down to the big t traumas the mm-hmm. it's almost like the karmic traumas that like we can't shake off no matter what the fuck we do right,
2: right? yeah things like, like just keep coming back up
1: like it's those big things that keep us going back to those patterns and cycles of, for me, for example, like my eating disorder Mm -hmm. or my OCD for you, it's like the depression and like falling back into that dark space. Mm -hmm. And I have depression too, but I think I have, I have a low grade depression because for some reason I'm able, I'm able to still like go out and do things, which I'm very grateful to do. But I think that's Mm -hmm. only because I have ADHD.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was, if I'm depressed,
1: It, the ADHD will still force me to go out and do things mm-hmm. because I have so much like pent up like energy that like I need to go use it or whatever right um
2: yeah and for me before that was like um it I was the depression to the point where it was like I didn't I couldn't even get myself to do things like for like you know and then and then it was like another cycle where I was like oh I'm falling behind that's another story I would always tell myself is like I'm I'm behind. I'm never gonna catch up. Like it's like I was always like striving for something that didn't even exist.
1: Like you're like like okay. So Mm -hmm. this is how I feel sometimes is that I'm yeah I'm losing time Mm -hmm. and that I'm missing out and that I'm really not reaching my potential right now and like I'm losing time and I'm not living my life.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, everyone
1: else around me is living their life, and I'm not.
2: Right. And I think that comes down to a comparison thing. Like, for me, yeah, like, I was really always comparing my life to others. And in a sense, when it comes down to, like, the inner child here, uh, inner, inner child he- healing, it's like kids aren't comparing themselves to others. Kids are, are, like, in their own little worlds, and they don't, you know, they're they're just having fun. And, like once I stopped
1: and things slide off of them too. Sorry. I just needed to say that.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like, they don't have to sit there and dwell on things. Um, and, um, I forgot where I was going with that, but yeah, just in general, like compassion, like, Mm -hmm. and having like just more self-compassion, um, and you know, having more compassion for self, you know, not, not judging myself anymore. Like I would totally just judge every little thing that I did. To the point where it was like de- dehabilitating, and it was like I don't want to do anything because like I'm just sitting, like I just sit there afterwards and just judge myself to the point where it's like it's just messed up. It, like, <laughs> it was messed yeah, up.
1: Like really, um, it's um like it was really unpleasant for me to live with myself before. Mm-hmm. And like, don't get me wrong, like I still have a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. but it feels like. I'm more approving of myself and I'm more accepting. And even though I have some really fucked Mm -hmm. up behaviors and things I do with food and OCD stuff. And it's almost like the medicine has been, it it helps me have these reality checks where I'm like, guess what? Mm -hmm. Every other person around here, like in the world is fucked up.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Maybe they're not like, Maybe they're not um, aware of it and, and, and maybe they're not like speaking about it and maybe they're not, mm-hmm. um, maybe they're hiding it really, really well. Right. Like, and I, that's why I feel so crazy when I'm at my mom's yeah. because they're, they're pretending that they're, everything is fine
2: mm-hmm.
1: and everything is not fine. And I'm so hyper aware of things already.
2: Yeah. It's like everything It just makes numb. me feel
1: crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think having, well, like that, like finding more compassion for yourself, then we find more compassion for others. And it's like, I'm not judging myself as much. So therefore I'm not judging others as much. Like I'm not looking for what's wrong in me. So I'm not really sitting there looking for what's wrong in others anymore. It's totally like a reflection in the, in all of the connections.
1: That's my goal. I mean, yeah, we, we shall see because here it has been easier for me to like, not have much, um, like judgment because it's like people that really, it's just random people. It's friends who I love, but like, Mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as heavy to me as my mom and her husband. Yeah. So like, I'm really hoping that once I get back there, I'll be able to just kind of let things flow through me and slide off of me and not feel like the things that they do day in, day out. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be affected anymore. Right. Like I don't
2: take things you know? as personally anymore. And I, I'm, I'm in, it'll be interesting to see how, when you get back, how things are different if they are. And, you know, I'm sure you'll share with, uh, with us all about that. Um, but, um, oh, what was I saying with that? Um, I lost my train of thought again.
1: <laughs> it's okay. Cause I've, I feel like I've lost my train of thought like a million times during this conversation mm-hmm. because
2: it's so Truly. exciting.
1: <laughs> I didn't feel this energy in me at all today. Yeah. And then when I sat down here and I'm having this conversation with you, something in my brain is lighting up. And, and I think it's mm-hmm. because me and you are, are unlocking energies and mm-hmm. memories and things in our body and in our mind. And, 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 the mushrooms and the psilocybin is in our body and in our mind right now. Right.
2: It's all connected. And I feel like it's, it has to do with frequencies too, like certain frequencies of energies and that kind of thing.
1: So it's like activated.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like, sort of like a radio station, you know, like you're tuned into a certain station and it sort of tunes, at least for me when I'm like microdosing, I feel like I'm tuned into like a higher station or something. Like my senses are heightened in a way that I don't know. Um, but kind of circling back to what you said when you're going back home and everything. um, And just, you know, for me, it's been like, I've been realizing that it's not personal. Like for like, when people are projecting things, it's not, it's not really about me. It's it's about them. Like they're like, like at the end of the day, like you like people have depression, trauma and everyone just probably needs a hug, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah. 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 Like Like, the things that people say and do aren't, to deliberately hurt me, mm-hmm. but the thing, because I know we were talking about this before, is like being super sensitive and yeah, like
2: taking it per- for me. Like, like I took everything personally, bef- like way, way more personally before. And
1: like also being like, I don't like this about myself, but like everything that my mom and her husband would do would piss me the fuck off on like a deep, deep level to the point where mm-hmm. I was like. I feel uncomfortable in my own body and in my own mind because of how much anger is, is, is rising, Mm -hmm. you know?
2: Mm -hmm. And that's like giving them the power too. That's like, that's like, in that case they have the power in a a sense, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, like getting that power back and realizing like, like just the, I don't know. It's like a subtle perspective shift. Mm Mm-hmm and like yeah and it's not, not it's subtle. not personal like it, at the end of the day it's usually not personal it's like usually like their own problem that they're just projecting
1: <laughs> right but how can i make it so that like the things that they're doing cuz mm-hmm. because i'm somehow making it about me i'm mm-hmm. it's somehow making me feel triggered and it's related to my trauma everything right. for me when i'm there resorts back to abandonment betrayal disrespect all those wounds Hmm. um so it's like how can I make it so that the things they're doing in their life every day I'm not going to be like this hyper vigilant open wound that like can't function mm-hmm. like and I I already know that I'm not going to feel as intense when I go back but usually usually that feeling because like when I go away for a while and then I go back yeah. it's like I feel fine and yeah. then it's like right back to being feeling like i can't be here you know right so i'm hoping that
2: dealing it'll with the feel external a bit- in a different realizing that we can't control the external we can't control what anybody else does but we can control how we react to it and yeah. becoming the observer of a situation rather than um a ju- like a ju- like judging the situation for me that's that's kind of been like a lot of the process is like you said like you kind of felt like it takes you out of out of your body out of the moment and it gives you a minute to so we don't have to just like react so quickly and and so emotionally um in those like crazy moments or just anything any little trigger like like I, ha- I that's just been the main thing for me is I realize I do have the power to control how I react mm-hmm.
1: and,
2: and and it's yeah. it's
1: like since things because it does help the nervous system so like if we want to talk about like the mushrooms yeah it actually does have like a, a physical component of what it does to the nervous system right. so I think the fact that thing the, that things are the, the volume of things are lowered for me like with my mental illness mm-hmm. um, it, it makes me it makes my nervous system feel more at ease so that makes my reactions feel less intense.
2: Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Like fine. And then like another thing is just like finding gratitude for it all. Like just little things like, I'll just like laughing at things instead of just like reacting. So, so negatively it's like now things that like, I like we were talking about this a little bit before is just laughing, like, mm-hmm. like finding just, joy again
1: that's what i need to work on i think like i think i, I want to have you back on i think yeah. it would be cool if we did like um if you were just like kind of a reoccurring guest mm-hmm. and like so we could have these like mushroom chats i love
2: that yeah that'd be um, awesome it's it's been a lot i mean this has been really cool for me too because like I, I've been reflecting all day on my journey and stuff and really like thinking back like I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe it's been a year <laughs> like doing this.
1: Yeah, and, and you have so much knowledge and so much like you have so much that you've learned that it's and it, it's not gonna all come out in one conversation yeah it's exactly gonna, It's gonna come in, out in tons of flowy conversations like this. so mm-hmm. I feel like that will help people grasp it and it it'll also help us be able to process it more so that we can help people yes because sometimes when people ask me like oh what's it doing for you it's like oh shit I know it's
2: it's such a hard you can't just like answer that in one sentence or like a few like even a paragraph it's like I don't yeah (laughs) it's so deep it's like it's it changes things on such a different level and it's it's really it's hard to put in words because it's so it's an energy subconscious yeah
1: and um Yeah, like even sitting here right now, this is an energy that I haven't felt yet on my microdosing journey because I haven't talked to someone
2: like this. Right. No, I feel Um, that too. I totally feel it. I feel like lit up inside. And I've been feeling this like coming on slowly all day. Um, And maybe it's an excitement too, because a lot of this, this is all so new. Like, and there's not, I mean, there's a lot more research now on it all. But like, I feel like a lot of the research is still slowly like surfacing. And this is still like the beginning of kind of this whole movement if you want to call it that. Um, and there's
1: not enough the thing is is that there's not enough people actually talking about their experiences like this. Mm-hmm. It's just the experts talking about the science and like you know, like yeah. how it works. <laughs> but like right. I think there's right. something to be said about storytelling and people want to feel comfortable and people want to feel not alone about like all the fucked up things that are going on in their life and in their head. Yeah. And like you know, I can listen to experts talk about this all day long, but it's mm-hmm. not gonna make me understand like, well, what's happening like granular like in my life, and like the fact that I'm able to sit here with you and feel like this healthy kind of like buzzing happen in my in me, like because mm-hmm. you know when you trip on mushrooms and it's like a, a big dose, mm-hmm. you feel kind of like like when you're breathing, you feel it. And when when you kind of feel like you're vibrating a little bit. Yeah, totally. Like I feel that on a very, very low dose right now. Yeah,
2: no, I know what you mean. It's, it's crazy, the connections it does. And like I was saying before, I feel like it's, it's, it's all connected, even like the mycelial, like I was talking about before, if you Google mycelial web, and if you Google like neurons, they look exactly the same. That's
1: fucking dope.
2: And yeah, so that was another image that I kind of had in my mind. It's like these little tendrils are like connecting us and there's like everything's lighting up and, and it, everything is light, which is interesting. another wormhole to go down. But
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can feel it. You can feel it happening. And, and it's not anything scary or crazy for people who are maybe afraid um, to try and. I'm always going to put the the three companies that I've found in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people who need reputable, you know, whatever, or if you know somebody in your area who actually has, you know, do whatever, do whatever feels right to you. Or if somebody like offers you them, like that's, that's a sign from God or from spirit or from source that maybe, you know,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: but if, if this episode is calling to anyone and, and we're speaking to you, like, do some research, listen to the, the playlist. I'll put the playlist of all the mushroom podcasts that I've been listening to in the show notes. And then, Chelsea, if you mm-hmm. have any like resources or anything that you've found, like just send me links and stuff and yeah. I can put that in there. Or if you have any like notes or I don't know, if you have anything you want to share with people, like I feel like people will be able to listen to this episode and get a feel for what they're in for and like how it can help them on a real level
2: yeah definitely I have some things I can I can send you I have a list here that I wrote down and I feel like at the end of the day like most important thing is to listen to your listen to yourself like like the most important thing that I've gotten out of this is to trust myself um and that it's just been solidified like trust yourself you know if you have an intuition a feeling like oh like, this is calling to me, like, trust it, like, don't, like, we don't have to fight it, like, we, we can trust our gut, we can, tr- like, it's just been getting to know myself on such a deeper level that I just know, like, I just know things are going to work out now, and that's just kind of, like, that's my new story, is this is, everything working out for me, and I-
1: Trusting yeah. ourselves and being able to trust the universe and, and the plan, because that's some, that's what hypervigilance is, it's like, mm-hmm. I can't trust- I can't. I just can't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, I hope this episode helps you guys just kind of tap into the energy of, like, you can feel safe and, like, things can work out and things can get better.
2: Mm-hmm. And changing those, changing those stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, this was <laughs> amazing. And now I feel like I'm going to have to, like, do some – like breathing and kind of like anchor anchor rituals to like like calm me down decompress
2: (laughs) no I (laughs) totally feel that and I have so many new thoughts now going on that I want to process through all this and
1: because yeah
2: like like I haven't really had the conversation with anybody who's been doing this and it's been cool since you know you've kind of a couple months in and it's been interesting to hear your perspective on it not since I've been doing it for a year it's like
1: Oh my God! It's cool. You probably f- have so many things happening. <laughs> like you have, you have already, you, you already have like books of notes that you have in your head.
2: Right, exactly. But it, but it's been it's been remind it's been a cool reminder, like hearing from your perspective and how like how fresh and how fresh everything is for you with with all this too.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna make this a thing. Yes. Mushroom chats. I love that. Because, as much as I like talking. Into a microphone by myself. I have been feeling like I want the podcast to shift away from that, and I, you know, like I, I like doing solo episodes, but I I want to have someone who I can riff with like this and mm-hmm. flow with like this come on more often, so that we don't have to just talk about mushrooms. Yeah, we can talk about other shit too. Yep, you know. Yeah,
2: and now that this is you know um, figuring out this whole pack, pod- this is the first podcast I've been on, so it was like you know I was a little nervous. No way. Day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Um. now that I kind of know you know get the first nerves out of the way I can be a little bit more composed for the the future episodes and thinking of you know having a little bit more of a structure I guess um, yeah uh, and we can that. always
1: like have like a like a theme or ideas to go into it I just yeah. think this I mean, this flowed so beautifully and I'm so grateful yeah. that you and I have like connected and and we met on Instagram and yeah, yeah I'm just <laughs> grateful because like I don't think I've ever had this deep of a conversation with someone right off the bat like you know yeah like I know that we know each other through stuff we've shared through right. the dms but like this is this is different and I feel it
2: yeah it's like it can only go so far through like texting and you know dming or whatever
1: <laughs> so and we're at
2: one hour and 11 minutes oh my so I gosh think that's a great, <laughs> I think that's a great um, place to end that's funny that's <laughs> funny I love that that's great